Hello, corn dogs. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, Anchor by Spotify is your solution. Anchor allows you to make a podcast in the easiest way possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools to let you record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. It also distributes all your podcasts for you, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever, and Anchor does all that for you. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show. Watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast. They're a semi-chaotic team, man. They're here for podcasting. Watch a new and podcast. Watch a new and podcast. They're headed to the tri-state to hang with Phineas and Ferb. So come along for all the thrill with Felipe, Navi, and Will. They're firing up the Rewatchinator. This is what we're going to do today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Whatcha Doin'? I am one of the three co-hosts here. I am Agent F here, reporting for duty, here to congratulate Nathan Davis on his impending graduation. Congrats, yeah. King. That is what we're here to talk about today. We're not here to talk about these two episodes that were kind of snooze fest. Uh, let me introduce my co-host. First off, we got Agent N over here, Miss Navi. Navi, how are you doing today? Miss Queen. I'm doing well. It's been a while since it's just been us. We've had guests coming in. So it's nice to just have the place to ourselves again, even for a little while. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we needed them to get busted for the guests and take a <laughs> day off. So we just needed us three. Um, and as always, we have uh, probably the third biggest Nathan Davis fan on this podcast between the three yeah, of us I'd say um, so. it's it's the person uh, who knows him the least <laughs> yeah agent w will aka davis comma will uh our newly anointed clubhouse king yeah Hello. they they brought clubhouse to the android plebeians like me uh so i i am now also davis come will on clubhouse follow me there yeah um, but, uh, today today my voice is coming to you from the central time zone Join Navi. Yeah, back home in Western Oklahoma, in the middle of nowhere, like uh, Hanson, Central Time. Yeah, well, I'm I'm still like three hours away from where Hanson grew up. But yeah, mm, bop indeed. R.I.P. The Russian Doll. Sorry, this is a mass finger spoiler podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Nathan to listen until he watches. But he probably has already looked it up before yeah. he even watched the show. Yeah, I'm still jealous that he only texts Navi during the podcast and not me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, today we are talking about Grease Lightning and Leave the Busting to Us. Two episodes, kind of forgettable, no memorable songs. Uh, that said, there were some big iconic moments that we have to discuss. I believe this this is definitely the first appearance of Norm, which mm-hmm. is groundbreaking right. for the show. Yeah. And then I think this is also the first appearance of the bunny, the the farmer and the, the plot of yes. land subplot. yes. Yes. The, the the guy who bought the bunny farm but didn't buy any bunnies. That yeah. that the, uh that is one of my favorite recurring bits of the show. And I, mm-hmm. I honestly kind of forgot that it was a thing. 
until I saw it in this episode, I was like, oh yeah, that is a thing. And I, one of my favorite recurring bits of the show. Yeah, no, it's a sleeper hit, but it is a hit indeed. Uh, but yeah, so we got Norm in the in the picture. We got these two in the picture. Um, yeah, so let's get started. Talk about Grease Lightning. So uh, Chariots, Medusas, Minotaurs, Paul Bunyan, where are we starting? Navi. Yeah, so we start off at the museum. The kids are with their dad, and he is waxing poetic about Greek mythology and Greek history. And of course, Candace uh, is having none of it. She does not want to be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, while they're looking at the exhibit, Phineas and Ferb get the idea of they know what they're going to do today, which is have a chariot race around Danville. Uh, what are you guys thinking of this? Is this something you would do? I, I feel like this is the equivalent of like race car or like yeah. the monster. Yeah, Valley. this is like more budget. Uh, that said, if this happened, if I was a camp demigod, uh, if anyone in the Percy Jackson series is looking for a 12 year old boy to play Percy Jackson, hire me. I can blend in. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, if this was at the Percy Jackson camp, I would definitely do it. Otherwise it's like not super appealing to me. Like, especially like Candace got roped on her foot. We can talk about this later, but dragged by her face into the chariot. She got an ugly ass chariot. Buford was throwing things at her and Isabella was too. Like this did not look fun. This looked dangerous and destructive. I would have a lot of fun with like a chariot race themed video game like this felt very like mario kart-y the way the way (laughs) if if you had like reskinned mario kart into phineas and ferb characters riding these chariots i think that would be a very fun video game um i would be like afraid of of the danger of it all in person but i i i find it very entertaining i don't know if i would myself do it because i'm so risk averse but i i think it's a fun idea yeah. At least to watch. Navi, I know what Navi's going to say. She would read her book. <laughs> That's what she would do instead. Um, you know what? This needed a giant sloppy Joe in the middle that they could all drive into. If anyone gets that reference, please tweet at me. Uh, it is a Wizards uh-huh. of Waverly Place reference. Um, but... Tell you what I would do, though. What I, what I might do instead of uh, going on a chariot race, I would probably eat a lot of food at Paul Bunyan's Pancake. Me Bruce. too. Okay, that's where our first live show is. Forget Disney World. That's second. Um, I had a tangent related to chariot racing and video game. Will said that like a Mario Kart dressed up. I feel like every franchise is missing out on big money by not designing basically Mario Kart for every, but every like world, like the Disney World versions, like the, mm-hmm. the Marvel ones, the Star Wars Mario Kart. And then also like a Tony Hawk skateboard game, but with like these characters in their universe. I know there was a Disney one because I used to play it with my friend's house when they had the demo on Xbox. And we would do like Toy Story skateboarding sort of things, but a Tony Hawk game, but like with these characters and universes, I feel like where where's Big Mickey? I got some ideas. Yeah, it would be fun. I do think that Disney, like, I don't know if they downsized it or shut down their video game division completely. Because remember, they used to have the epic Mickey games that they would make. Yeah, which was the first appearance of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit since Universal stole the rights 86 years previously, and then they got it back. Yeah, I have those games. They're pretty interesting. I don't know if they can. They never looked super fun. Like they looked interesting story-wise, but never like super fun to play, if that makes sense. I never played it. Um, Yeah, it definitely has like a very unique art style. Uh, It's definitely like a lot darker than what you would 
think of for Disney. So yeah. we were talking about so, Epic Mickey, the paintbrush yeah, game. Part of part of my being home and, and being in my childhood playroom is that I can readily access the Nintendo 64 Ooh. cartridge for Mickey Speedway USA. Ooh. <laughs> Fun. Also, your playroom looks very drib and drab. Uh, well, I'm I'm uh, against one of the walls. It is it is so. This playroom was originally supposed to be like an attic, and then they made it into a playroom that had a lot of our like family video game stuff. Uh, and over the years, as many of us have graduated and moved out, it has since because there's there's a giant treadmill in the room. Uh, I could give you the tour of the room. Uh, there's there's treadmill. There's tre- so this is like a, a utility there's room, like whatever TV you need. With the with the Wii, I guess no, that's a Wii U. I feel like you couldn't there's really play the there. Wii from your spot right now, based yeah, on what the TV this is. This is like big big sectional couch. Uh, okay. So so uh, looks poofy as hell. I would take a nap on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's very comfortable to sleep on. Here's a big um, like it's like a beanbag chair but full of foam. Okay, uh, it's like a giant chair. Like, so at, yeah. at the first know-it-alls I ever went to, the Airbnb had—I forget what it was called. It, I think it was called a love seat. No, it wasn't called a love seat. It, a love sack. It was this giant, yeah, beanbag bed. That's pretty basically. much what this is. Uh, it, it's it's about the size of like a like a twin bed. Um, love sack. Is this where you sleep? Your name. This love sack. My favorite B fifty two song. Um, <laughs> And then this <laughs> is a TV that's got uh, a Nintendo 64, our old uh, PlayStation 2, and I think it might have a GameCube hooked up to it too. Uh, uh, but that's it. That's the do room. you have a Switch, Will? We should play uh, Mario Party sometime. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a all. I have a Switch. Nathan has a Switch. Uh, we've all got Switches. I actually Yee. got a Switch as a, as a graduation present a few years ago. Uh, I've been and now, now he can re-gift it because he's graduating again. He can re-gift it to himself. Yeah. <laughs> I. Uh, I uh been been playing a lot of Celeste recently. I just downloaded oh, Celeste such a good game. again. Such I, a good... I had played it before, but I don't think I ever beat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just downloaded it again and started it over. Yeah. Um, but music's I'm, really I'm good in that game too. Um, yes. not to go way off topic, Sorry but to go on the, the whole oh. the whole tangent about about yeah. the room I'm here. But so, Will, your podcast recently did a corporate sellout podcast, and you talked about MeUndies, and I just have to say, Will's hat kind of looks yes. like a MeUndies logo uh, brand. So, <laughs> like, I bet I you could find an underwear with of, that kind this of hat pattern. Is, is actually from, yeah, this this hat is from a hat company that I really like called Storied Hats. That I think I and and now that I've said that out loud, you all are probably going to get Instagram ads for it now. Um, but I, I, I saw it in like an Instagram ad or Facebook ad or something. And then it turns out they have a lot of hats that I like. Um, so yeah. Story. Can you some fair ever design a hat? Um, I don't know. It designed outfits, which is kind of similar, but it is, it is a, uh, noticeable hat though. Mm-hmm. Shout, out to, mm-hmm. shout out to the B Yes. We love the B and B in this house. Um, uh, yeah, just play the the Forever Summer song in the background if they ever design hats. <laughs> um, but yeah, where were we? We were talking about Paul Bunyan's breakfast platter. Yes, and how we would all go there to eat. Yeah. Um, so while Phineas and Ferb like come up to their conclusion of what they're going to do today, 
Uh, Perry is also at the museum and he ends up getting his mission from Major Monogram, who is like, I don't know if he's like actually like physically in the statue or if it's just like a screen of his face. On- I think it's a screen, but with like robot controls or something, right? Because he yeah, can I, like- I, inter- I interpreted it as a screen. Yes. But yeah, well, he, anyway- he's like in the statue. Yeah. <laughs> like his monogram's face is the face of the statue and i think it's the same statue we were talking about last week where when they were in the prison and yeah i think it's the same thing just like a, a bigger version of it of the guy who's like bowling or throwing a disc or something like that he looks like Some he's bowling feet. but but i don't think he's bowling because it's like isn't it discus yeah i think that's right yeah yeah I have nothing so, to contribute about the statue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, well, it turns out that Doof wants to get rid of platypuses or platypi or platypeople from the world. <laughs> and uh, Major Monogram tells uh, uh, Agent P to go to his uh, secret theater, private theater, I believe. Yes. Abandoned yes. theater, I think is what I Oh, yeah. How could down. I forget that? <laughs> I, I may have I mean, that looks wrong. like a perfect theater for me to go see Black Widow. Maybe Ooh, a little, yeah. little more reclining seats, but it looks super yeah. empty. Me, Doofenshmirtz, Perry, and the other dude. And that one guy who bought a ticket to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that guy was like low key, kind of an MVP for me for this episode. But yeah. we'll get to that later. So speaking of movies, Lawrence is so inspired by his visit at the museum that he wants to watch a bunch of gladiator movies um, at home. And that's when Isabella shows up to the boys because they figured out their route. Yeah. Do you think that gladiator was on that list or do you think Lawrence probably doesn't have the VHS for gladiator or 300? Hmm. Uh, 300 is a Spartans movie, right? Yeah. I'm not, so that's the oh, same yeah, thing as Gladiator. That's what he yells when he when yeah. he kicks the guy into the big hole. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I would guess Gladiator is probably up there. Um, Troy is Spartac is Spartacus a Gladiator movie? Here's here's something about me. I don't know much about Gladiator movies. I've same. not watched many. If any My favorite Gladiator <laughs> movie is Hercules, the Disney movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zero, zero, now is a hot shot. Zero. I'm, pu- I'm going full Navi. I'm singing on the podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> Do I sing that often on the podcast? No, what? but you sing a lot of what you're saying. You don't sing, you don't sing what you, you don't sing real songs. You sing what you're doing. Like, can I go pee? Oh, that, yeah, yeah. That, that was, uh, that's, yeah. that lives rent free in my head when you said that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't watch a ton of Gladiator movies either. Navi, do you? I've watched three. No, not. Yes, I've watched 300. I watched Gladiator. I watched Troy with Brad Pitt. I don't know if that counts. They were going to say with Brad Culpepper. I'm like, why did you watch this movie with that man? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's with the better Brad. Or maybe the worst Brad. I don't know what your taste is. But anyway, uh, Perry goes into the abandoned theater and gets captured. And then Doof shows him a film about how the natural enemy of the platypus is man. Yep. And then, or the uh, platypi also- or the platypeople. Yeah, the platypi or the platypeople. Who knows what the actual mm-hmm. term is? 
so, and then this is where we get introduced to Norm, who is like one of my favorite characters Norm. ever. What are we? Yeah. What are our thoughts on Norm? They said there was going to be an origin my, story my, for his name. My big thing. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe we get it later. But, yeah. But for now, I think it's just generic person name. Um, but my my deal like Norm is one of the most doofenshmirtzian things that could possibly exist because he goes through this whole movie about you know what is the enemy of the platypus the enemy of the platypus is man so to find the natural enemy of the platypus he builds a robot which is not like he he doofenshmirtz is already a man he, he like he could have just been him the enemy of the platypus but instead he built a robot that looks like a man this is maybe convoluted what i'm trying to get no at i got you like but, he uh, i love that it, it, it's he, this could have been this could have been much simpler doofenshmirtz is the classic like the there's like a straight line to get to your destination and he just like goes like backwards front left right all like takes the wrong path like he, he'll take the most complicated path to get like across the street like he will he will he will go yeah, I think the metaphor landed. <laughs> We're picking up what you're putting down, Felipe. He's, yes. He's a real scenic route guy, Doofenshmirtz. Yes, very much so. Um, but yeah, no, I love Norm. I'm so excited. I who voices Norm? Huh? I will we are Boy, Googling. Bye, John Viner. John Viner does a great job voicing Norm. Hi, I'm Norm. His name is spelled like Wiener, but with a V instead of a W. Maybe it's maybe it's Wiener because like the silent the V is a W in some places. And I mean, it is with a V. John Viner. Um, does is he in anything else that I reckon? He was in the movie Ted. Um. He's in some Arrested Development. He's a, a minor character in Entourage. I don't think he's anything else I recognize. Yeah. Miscellaneous he... characters in the Cleveland show. Yeah, same with Family Guy and American Cleveland Dead. Brown. Dead. American Dead. Dead. Yeah. He's... <laughs> yeah, but shout out to Norm. Real homie. Uh, yeah, he does have well. an on and off switch. That is key to note. I think it's important to like yes. make note of like the things that he says. Like he just sounds like a very nice neighbor or coworker the entire time, even though mm. he's trying to like destroy Perry. Yeah. He have very you much all ever played have, have you all ever played Fallout 3? I have not. No, but I know what happens. I've played like the beginning so... of it. I don't do well with Bethesda games. <laughs> There's like at the end of Fallout 3, or maybe it's a side mission of Fallout 3, there's some like big robot who it, it, it's it's like a huge humanoid robot and it's it's like destroying people and, and mutants mm -hmm. and things and like shooting these lasers and all the while it's just like spouting off these American propaganda phrases. <laughs> uh, and that's that's kind of what Norm he's just he's this big robot. Who's just saying these generic like suburban dad phrases? Yes, and of, of course, like he of course develops later on as a, as a character. But for now, he's just this robot who says 
things based off this infomercial movie uh, that they're very fun. Yeah. No. Uh, Norm does have that infomercial voice. He does. Yeah. Uh, what is the name? I'm, I'm going to. Liberty Prime. That's his name. Liberty Prime. Liberty Prime. I mean, that's the story on Liberty Prime. It's a big robot. It says a lot of, like, very bad propaganda-y things while it's murdering dozens. Norm's more wholesome. Norm's only trying to murder Perry. Norm Norm is the Disney version of that. Yeah. Maybe they were inspired. Yes. Well, it looks like the chariot race is about to begin at the Flynn Fletcher household. Uh, So the four participants are Phineas and Ferb. They're their own chariot. The Fireside Girls, uh, Buford and Baljeet. And then Candace has her own, but she's not feeling it. But she, I guess, literally ends up getting roped into it. Like (laughs) (laughs) Dragged by her Uh, feet. Yeah. And then I I She also has the Medusa cart because earlier they were like, yeah, Yeah, Candace, she kind of looks like Medusa. Yeah. I'm like, Candace does not look like Medusa. How dare you? Yeah, that, that's the, the bit of this episode is that, that Candace looks like Medusa. The, the, the funny thing she says here is that she sees the car. She's like, it looks nothing like me. I don't have wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did like that line. Yeah. Ah. Yes. Well, here in my notes, I write the race starts and action ensues. And Ooh. then also my chariot plays. Uh, what? <laughs> Go ahead, Will. I was gonna say that—that's kind of it. That, that like, this whole scene is like there's action going on, but also the song is going on. Yeah, um, and the the song is like very long mm-hmm. because it, it it's sort of like, the words are kind of interstitial. Yeah, but the instrumental of it goes on for a long time. So during this moment, I had this thought, and I think the best Phineas and Ferb songs are diegetic songs where like it's the character singing it as opposed to like probably Dan Povenmire or whoever singing a song in the background I think that's what makes a good Phineas and Ferb song is the fact that it's the characters themselves participating in the action and maybe there's some outliers but like just looking at the ones that we rank highly like all the all the love handle mm-hmm. ones busted gitchy gitchy goo all those are sung by the characters whereas um like the highest one that I have is probably like Perry the Platypus or something and I'm just going off my head I'm not actually looking at my notes mm-hmm. right now but yeah I think th- this is what to me this is one of the better songs just because of of how integral it is to the, and and I know it's it's not the characters singing and it, it is probably Danny Jacobs singing it might be Dan Pavenmeyer but if I had to guess I would guess Danny Jacob um but uh, oh this, the song is uh Robbie Wycock is singing this one yeah. Um, Will but, but was wrong again. <laughs> I would, you know, wouldn't be the first time, and I can guarantee it won't be the last. Uh, but the, the, the fact that this song really, like, sets up the entire scene, th- this episode is made incredibly better by this song, I think is what I mean to say. Agreed. Yeah. I agree with that statement. Yeah. I will say Buford trying to like 
fuck everyone else over in the race yeah. was pretty fun, especially when he used like Baljeet to get like the sparks yeah. going. <laughs> so Baljeet was he was like, use your head, Baljeet. And he's like, okay, not the conventional way you use your head. And it just reminds me of that scene in Toy Story where um Rex is like, I don't want to use my head. <laughs> Shout out to Rex, yeah. one of the most underrated Toy Story characters. Yeah. And like one of the reasons why I didn't separate the Perry and Candace and Phineas plots is because uh, Perry ends up showing up in this race somehow. Yeah, they they are really intertwined in this episode. Yeah, no, because uh, he so Norm chases him right, and then he like uh, leads him to the Pancake House, and Norm gets the Minotaur head, right? Yeah, because um, that was like set up in the in the story as well, and so then Perry Paul just Bunyan's bull. Yes, Paul Bunyan's bull becomes his minotaur head but then perry just like takes off his hat and waddles into the street and ferb just picks him up um yeah no i i what was doofenshmirtz up to at this moment though like because he wasn't chasing them right he just like norm chased yeah, he perry. just like sent norm to chase perry the platypus like doofenshmirtz was just chilling he probably had to go wait in line and, yeah he had to probably go wait in line for some prescription or some movie ticket or something like yeah <laughs> One of his pet peeves. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think at one point they even like go through like a car wash and like a little girl with like her ice cream just sees Candace like getting beat down by like the car wash uh, brushes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they end up heading to the museum. Candace somehow wins this race. I don't even remember how it happened. I just kind of zoned out at this point. You can tell Same. how great I am at uh, No, I literally zoned out too. I was like, wait, Candace won the race? I don't remember this. Yeah, and uh, Candace still wants to bust the boys as she always does. But then uh, Norm shows up and like tries to destroy the platypus statue that's in the museum. And then Perry is able to um, turn his switch off, right? Yeah, turn the switch off. And then Doof shows up, and then Perry puts a platypus hat on his head. Well, you skipped over the fact that like Norm collapses, and then all the kids are like, oh my God, she's turned the Minotaur to stone. And then like they all run away, (laughs) and that's where everyone goes. And Ferb's like, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. I don't want to take any chances. And then that's when. that's when Doofenshmirtz shows up. He turns it on. You're right, 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 right. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Norm thinks that uh, Doof is a platypus and then tries to destroy him. And then, you know, we have the whole thing with Candace where she thinks that she's turning people to stone. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's the end of the episode. Yeah, this is yeah. kind of a sleeper episode. Uh, yeah. Like, it was fine. Like, I, would I rewatch it if it's on? Sure, but... It's not something that, like, if I'm rewatching classic Phineas and Ferb, like, if I'm if I'm suggesting to Josh Wiggler to watch an episode of Phineas and Ferb, I'm not mm-hmm. suggesting uh-huh. this one, even though Norm mm-hmm. is iconic. Yeah, um, I will say I do remember this episode. I think it just reran very yeah. often. So I remember uh-huh. the episode because I I remember parts of like the like I remember the chariot stuff. But is, I, is Paul Bunyan's? Does that ever come up again? Let me Google it. Uh, uh, Paul Bunyan's uh, Breakfast Emporium. Because, uh, like, that I remember vividly from this show. So, like, if this if this is the only instance of Paul Bunyan's where the food is good but not too good, eh? Then and that adds a lot to... to Two episodes, uh, Grease Lightning and Delivery of Destiny. Okay. Because, like, I... 
onions is like one of the things that I I very vividly remember from from. Oh my god! This, even if it only shows up in apparently like twenty seconds of the runtime. Yeah. Okay. The, that little jingle is, is so delivery of destiny. So the Don't it's a it. season three episode, uh, three twenty three a, the production code and. It has Paul the Delivery Guy and Love Handle. I do not remember this episode. This is probably after my time. Yeah, in, in, in that case, then I think this is the only episode that I've seen that has Paul Bunyan's in it, and I remember that a lot. Uh, so that I, I think that's going to you know add some points for me. Yeah, for you personally. Yeah. You don't speak for everyone. Well, with right. that said, do we have any, any f- uh, final thoughts on this episode? Yeah, I wrote some things down. Okay, um, take it away. So, so the first thing... the the. The Greek hero, while they're the the museum, the Greek hero's yeah. name is Asparagus. <laughs> asparagus. I missed that. <laughs> it, it helps that I watch everything with subtitles on. Yes, I, I can't hear things well. Um, yeah, you blew but, out you blew out your hearing during marching band. Yeah. Um. Yeah, his his name is Asparagus, uh, which which I thought was funny. Um, the second thing, apparently, uh, we get another instance of Django Brown in this episode. Django Brown, yeah, their their friend who like rarely shows up, but when he does, I remember one storyline with Django, and it's probably it's the episode that like they shrink Back down. Beach? No, it's it's like a, I think it might be in one of the next few episodes where they shrink down and they're like ants in the house. Oh, okay, gotcha. Mm. Yeah, because he, yeah, he was he was in the surfing competition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he was like the one who starts. The Do you race. think he's a relative of Cleveland? I get it. <laughs> yeah, my name is Django Brown, and I am proud to be right back in my hometown with Phineas and Ferb and me, Perry. Um, Navi. Yo, wait, wait, I, I canonicized Django. Why he's never in any episodes is because his family's always on summer vacation or send him away to camp, right? That has to be the reason. Okay. That's that's my yeah. head canon. Anyways. I was, I was, is, yeah. Is this, uh, is the Paul Bunyan's bit, like, the? is this um, too stereotypically Canadian? Is, is, is it going <laughs> to offend the Canadian viewers of the show? Well, if the pancakes, as long as there's maple syrup there, I'm good. As long as there's like okay. authentic Canadian maple syrup, then it is holistically Canadian and I approve. Okay. And that's what Navi says, everyone. Trust Navi. Yeah, I am the number one authority of Canadians on this podcast. Yeah. Instead of the tea queen, she's the maple queen. <laughs> well, I can be the tea queen too. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's that's all I had on this. Did Nathan I, have I, any thoughts? I enjoyed it. Uh, I think he had more thoughts on the second episode. He was kind of okay. making lunch while we were watching the first half of the episode. Uh, a king. I hope he made some <laughs> peanut butter and banana sandwiches. No, it was no. uh, air fried air fried chicken nuggets. Ooh, Nathan with the taste. This is we stand Nathan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he he has some. Don't good know taste. test text from him by the way. Yeah, uh, disgraceful. Disgraceful. How dare you? This whole podcast was created as a graduation gift to him, but if, if he's not going to text Navi during the podcast recording, we might have to rescind the whole the whole podcast and never air it. Only air it for Giovanni and Elizabeth and any other fans that aren't named Nathan Davis. 
Um, but yeah. This is like an opposite of a dedication. This is an anti-dedication. This podcast yeah. is not dedicated. What psych is to Robin Akiva, this podcast is currently to Nathan. We're doing this out of protest, <laughs> but we, we're very proud of him. Um, anyways, do you want to take it to a quick musical break and then we'll be right back? Yeah, let's do it. Talk about hey. my chariot. Yes, enjoy my chariot. She's going to miss all the action. Candace made it after all. Looking good, Candace. I got a motorized nag taking me for a drag. Leave the others far behind. Baby, I ain't bragging my anachronistic wagons to millennia ahead of this time. Talking about my chariot. No, it's not street legal, but it gets me where I want to go. Climb on my chariot. When they hear me come and rumble in it, everybody wants to know where you get. Remind me, why did we put spikes on Buford's chariot? <laughs> Reckless endangerment disrupting traffic? Ew, they are so blessed. And a bowling ball catapult? I mean, what were we thinking? And we are back, everyone. That was an iconic one minute and 40-ish seconds of the song. <laughs> Navi was banging her you head probably, around. You probably could have cut out a lot of the instrumental there, huh? Yeah, I probably could have, yeah. <laughs> but you know what we say here, corn dog, corn dog, yummy, 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 and we have to play it uh-huh. for I, I had I remembered I had some things to say about some of the lyrics of that song, but we can get into it when we talk about the song. I mean, you can talk about it now because there's always a chance people well, forget. I, there was some some I like that they used the word anachronistic. Uh, they <laughs> talked about their anachronistic wagons that were two millennia ahead of its time. Yeah, I I, I thought those were fun lyrics. I mean, Darius Rucker wrote "Wagon Wheel" about the chariots, right? I don't know. Wagon Wheel was a cover. I know he did. I know. Wagon Wheel. No, he did it. I am. I am not a country music fan, and I am offended on the behalf of Old Crow Medicine Show. (sighs) Grown Medicine (laughs) Show. What is that? Old Old Crow Crow Medicine Show. I thought you said Old Grown. I'm like, that's not a thing. Oh no. OCMS. Yeah. Yeah, uh... Oh, and Bob Dylan. Also, okay. Yeah, no, I knew he didn't sing it. I was like, I think it's a Bob Dylan song, but I'm not positive, so I'm just gonna go with Darius Rucker because I know he sings that. No, see, I didn't, I didn't even know that it was Bob Dylan before. Yeah, uh, before I was so scared of being incorrect that I went for the the bit. (laughs) Hey, it's you know, I was wrong too. I said it wouldn't be the last time. It's not even the last time in this hour. I can't have people adding me right now. I really can't. Um, (laughs) If anyone saw my meme from this week, anyways, Will, what happens in Leave the Busting to Us? Yeah, so I was I was uh, trying to think about how I was going to order my rankings while during our break, but that can come later, and it will. Uh, so leave the busting to us. 
Uh, it starts with the, the boys are building a Ferris wheel in the backyard. Uh, and their friends get off the Ferris wheel. Including like the Russian astronauts yeah. get off the Ferris wheel. <laughs> uh, and then these aliens get off the Ferris wheel. Uh, and this is, this is uh, where I'm going to go on a little bit of tangent about aliens and Phineas and Ferb. Uh, because the, the aliens say, and I quote, I ripped him off Yelkanik Nad, which backwards is Dan Kingley Pavenmeyer. Uh, the aliens say Dan Pavenmeyer's name backwards. Uh, they didn't um, say Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Dick Kingsley Pavenmeyer is is what they said backwards. Um, and I also I I learned from TikTok that that Dan Pop really likes to make aliens in Phineas and Ferb just talk in English backwards. Um, so and and the way I learned this was in the uh, Candace Against the Universe movie that came out recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the planet that they go to is called uh, Fibla Ut. And the reason why he named it Fibla Ut is because, like, you know, like, like someone like me or Jacob would memorize digits of pi as a kid, uh, Dan Pavenmeyer memorized the recipe to the Big Mac, but backwards. <laughs> so instead of like two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun, he memorized something that was like something, 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 Fibla Ut. So Fibla Ut is two all beef backwards. Oh, wow. Is, 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 is the name of the planet in this movie is part of the Big Mac recipe backwards. That's kind of iconic. There you go. Like, go off, King. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so the the more you know about aliens on Phineas and Ferb. See, I wish uh, I had a pay attention fun to what thing. they say and and what they say backwards. I wish I had a fun thing. Like I know all the states and all the capitals. Like and I knew that early on, but I feel like that's basic. Mm-hmm. Like um, I uh, at one point I could place every country in the world on a map. Um, seventh grade. Shout out to me getting one ninety six, one ninety six out on the optional final exam because <laughs> I was a nerd. Um, but yeah, I oh you, you know what the, um. The Hannah Montana, the bone dance, when they learned all 206 Yeah, bones. but there wasn't a... I, they never released the full version, and I needed it. I needed it. Um, no, uh, I was bad at biology. I was bad at any science, honestly. Uh, surprisingly, I feel like if I took biology, like, it's just basically memorization. If I put my mind to yeah. it more, like, I could have done better. But I was just confused a lot with, like, what happened in the book. And then, like, because I was confused, the memorization did not happen. But I was good at some stuff. Like, what was the what was the DNA charts? I was good at that stuff. Like, mm. the, the, like, recessive genes. Oh, punk um, squares. Yes, those were fun. Those were my jam. Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah probably like the best i'm at is like an rhp lexicon is that useful like (laughs) i mean like i could tell you what the first uh, podcast that they ever uh did something like i could tell you probably all of rob's winner picks over the years it's useful for something yeah like everyone everyone should know that uh he picked uh let me just go through who did he pick for worlds apart let me guess nicole picked mike (laughs) i don't know he might he probably took tyler that's my guess let me guess. No, he, he picked Shireen. He picked Shireen. Stuff. There we go. I got it. He picked Shireen. There you go. There you go. Well, if you're wrong, you can edit it out. I'm not wrong. I'm confident. Yeah. It just give me a second. And also, don't at Felipe. He can't handle being added right now. Yeah. yeah. If you want to add me, it's Pineapple Boy 27. <laughs> um, or, yeah. 
Yeah. Anyways, so Candace, where were we? Is, Candace is trying to bust the Ferris wheel, and and she knows it's not going to work. She even calls out all the beeps. The Ferris wheel disappears due to Perry the platypus, and then Candace is like, "Oh, Mom's going to offer snacks." Phineas is going to be like, "Oh, there you are, Perry." Verb's going to say something, uh, and it turns out this time he said he said that gladiators were Roman and not Greek, sort of correcting the first episode called Grease Lightning. Um, but uh, yeah, so Candace knows she she couldn't bust her brothers this time, so she sees an ad on TV for this TV show called Bustem that's supposed to help uh, help someone bust their brothers, which is a very specific TV show. Uh, I wonder why its ratings were not good. Uh, probably for that reason. Um, but uh, we get the, we get the song that's like the ad for the Bustem TV show, and it's definitely Dan Pavenmeyer singing. Um, not as iconic as Brick. Brick, 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 it's, Brick, it's, it's Brick. It's definitely <laughs> less less memorable for sure, but I think it's mild better. Oh, that's just me. That's my opinion. True. I do think the Shimmy Jimmy one is better. If I had to be honest, mm-hmm. but yeah, leave the busting to us. And poor kid went to jail. Um, they probably spent a good amount of time on that like theme song and budget and like not budget and uh, and um, graphics and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I just Sorry. scheduled AJ on a podcast, even though he didn't ask. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, because he said he wanted to come jump back at it, one point. Jump on or jump it or whatever yeah. it was. The Corbin Blue one. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He That was in the clubhouse. Jump in. Yeah, he wants to do jump in, um, but no, uh, he I, I, one of our podcasts. Because remember, he asked to be on our podcast again. Uh-huh. Then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you can go back anytime. Yeah, I just scheduled him, even though he didn't ask to be on this episode. I just there put him go. on one. Um, yeah. Anyways, jump back in here. Uh, so Linda, as she does, I didn't realize how many episodes she goes to this cooking class. But we have another episode where she's going to cooking class. What do you think she's uh, making? Throw something out ooh, there. Ooh, um, ramen. Some kind of. Oh, she's not you, Navi. <laughs> um. Maybe she's making pancakes. Oh, ooh, maybe. All bunions pancake house. Yeah. No. Um. I like that. Maybe a minestrone. That was my guess. Like something soupy. Ooh. I was gonna say grape poupon, but I forgot that's just mustard. <laughs> yeah, she, they're learning how to make mustard. So. I mean, yeah. Uh, Linda goes to cooking class. The boys decide to build a water slide. Uh, and Candace, after she's already called the, the Bustin people, she's a little bit out of character. She's like, oh, just, you know, go and do what you're doing. And Phineas is like, that's weird. I, I feel like she would want to bust it. Uh, but she, she really just wants them to do what they do so she can, she can get this all on tape. Get it on um, tape. Uh, so did meet- you ever, did you, did anyone else? get anxious when the woman just invited Candace into the white van? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never follow someone into a white van. That's what I learned in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Never just follow stranger danger, Candace. Don't go, yeah. don't be talking to any strange adults or children. Some of them Definitely are not. awful. Yeah. Yeah, this reminds me of a John Mulaney bit. Oh, I'm so sad. I feel, I feel sad for his ex-wife. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways, go on. Will. Okay, so Candace meets Lulu Jones, not Lolo Jones, Lulu Jones. <laughs> that would have been even more iconic, but this girl was kind of on the same wavelength, honestly. Uh, Lulu Jones, her middle name is Bustin. Her her name is Lulu Bustin Jones. Um, <laughs> she, Great middle name. She is voiced by Vicki Lewis, who also plays. I'm on her IMDb right now. She's in uh, Finding Nemo as Deb and Flo. Uh, she's Ooh, in, uh, I, an iconic character. Uh, Doc McStuffins as Tundra the Doctor Bear. Uh, she's in a couple episodes of How I Met Your Mother. She's in uh, Sonny with the Chance. Who is she in Him Yimmo? Uh, in Him Yim, her character's name is Dr. Sonia. Dr. Sonia? Who's Dr. Uh, Sonia? In, I gotta Google in, her. In Sonny with the Chance, she is the the teacher, Mrs. Joy Bitterman. Uh, oh, this and, lady. Yeah. She does yeah. a bunch of Rugrats voices. Did y'all see this trailer that dropped today? Oh, boy. I, I didn't. I've, I've seen, like, the other things from the new Rugrats, and I, I am just, like, kind of out on the animation style, but I'm going to yeah. watch it anyway. It's like very uncanny valley. Uh, Chappelle said burn it with yeah. fire. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's deeply unsettling the way the yeah. show looks. Well, get excited, everyone. Either on the Brazilian Dragon or Shit 90s pod, we are covering the first episode. Just yeah. TBD on the location of the podcast, but it's, it's going to happen. It reminds me of like the, the nonsense they're trying to do with SpongeBob right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of this 3D SpongeBob stuff is also bothersome to me. Like, yeah. like I, don't, I don't know why they need to do like i think sponge on the run might be the new one that's yeah I, w- I wanted to do a podcast at that one point i wanted to have naomi just, calhoun and she was just, like fuck out of here <laughs> just do the 2d animation spongebob that's been working i would watch a, a 2d animated SpongeBob, spongebob feature length movie yeah but the like the 3d it just it, it feels wrong yeah. it feels not, wrong. not everyone can be jimmy neutron yeah well, yeah. I mean, like it, it would be different if the show started in that style. Yeah, Granted, I I don't think the show would be as popular as it was if it started in that style. But mm-hmm. but like totally changing the art style of your show, I think I think is a big mistake. Great. Yeah. What if what if they did Phineas and Ferb in some kind of like bullshit three D thing? Oh, I think this, I think it would be terrible. I, I mean, we Phineas, saw the felt puppet versions from the live well, shows, right? This is, I, like I think. We've talked about how ridiculous the the physics of Phineas's head are. <laughs> I, I think this is like a million times worse if you try and put his head in 3D. Yeah, no. Um, would I would I consider looking at it? Sure. Would it scar me with nightmares? Absolutely. Probably. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a chin. How can you give Phineas a 3D <laughs> figure if he doesn't have a chin? Yeah. Like every, anytime you you accidentally pause on a on a frame where Phineas's head is turning and you see his head from from like the straightforward view instead of the profile view, it's terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Speaking of Phineas, did anyone see that Vincent Martella and Dan Pavenmeyer hung out recently? I did. Yeah. I followed them both on Twitter. Vincent Martella his Twitter. Uh, something else, but um... <laughs> Vincent Mar- Vincent Martella known for being HOM. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, forget corn dog, corn dog, yummy, yummy, yummy. He's horn dog, horn dog. 
Yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, he looks very short. Yeah, he, he does look very short. Yeah. Um, But, you know, so is Phineas, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway. But what is not short is the number of cameras that Lulu Jones and her <laughs> assistant Fifi have. They they have you know dozens of cameras set up. Uh, I think she says we have we have so many cameras that we'll we'll know it if a squirrel breaks wind. Uh, and and then she's like, oh, it looks like all the cameras are down actually. Uh, but but Fifi points out she's like, oh, I think I think camera eight's still working. And it's it's just a, a video of a squirrel and this squirrel farts on the camera. Um, Lulu is also talking about she's she's illustrating to Candace the the premise of the show that there's this eternal struggle between bust and them. She's got bust written on one of her hands and them is written on her other hand, and these hands are like fighting with each other. Uh, are are you all team bust or team them? <laughs> Debatable. It depends on the day. Bust him. I think I'm team bust because it sounds like busted and that's an iconic song. That's if I had to pick. Mm, okay. Navi, what about you? I guess them. I've never been one to like try and bust my brother personally. So I guess I'm automatically team them. Mm-hmm. I think team them is more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Team, team bus. Team bus seems like it would be very stressful. Someone just tried to throw hands on me on Twitter saying when there was me and you was a, is a bad song. How dare you? I will fight you. Sorry. High school musical tweets get me upset. I told people not to at me. <laughs> which, uh, which movie was that from? That's from the first one. It's when uh, Gabriella sees Troy in the locker room on the camera. And then she like sings the sad song. That's the one where she's like singing in the hallways. Yeah, with the yeah. with the giant and, and holding her necklace. It's like T for Troy. No, that's in the second movie, the T for Troy necklace. Mm, okay, okay, oh. okay. Yeah, that's the, that. It was like the the High School Musical one version of that song with the the, the nighttime pool one. Got to go. Right, on right, right. Yeah. Anyways, I I derailed the conversation. Are we team Bust or team Them as a podcast? I think two out of three makes them. The I think team Them is more fun. Okay. Yeah. Plus, otherwise, we wouldn't have a podcast if yeah. we were team. Nathan's team bust, obviously, so we have to be team then. I yes. think I think Nathan <laughs> is definitely team bust. Uh, so bust a move. Lulu, Lulu Jones, Lulu Bustin Jones, is is. I think it's funny. Yeah, it just it's like the fact that we've experienced so much Lolo Jones in the last yeah. few years. I just think it's so <laughs> funny because she does see like Lolo. If they ever did a live action Phineas and Fred, please cast Lolo Jones as Lulu Jones. Lolo Jones as they do have the same like crackhead energy. I I mean that in the most respectful way possible. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I was gonna say she's kind of wild and unhinged, but (laughs) I think Will died. No, I'm here. I'm I'm his internet went out. Oh, oh, okay. Great. Uh so um LBJ Lulu Bustin Jones is is talking about you know how you know, the show has horrible ratings it's not doing well she really needs to impress the the station manager uh and and Candace is like oh I, I bet the boys are probably already done with whatever they're doing she's like well what are they doing I don't know it's different every day uh so they they go to the backyard and and 
Candace and, and Lulu see the big water slide and, and Fifi's like, oh, what, what am I supposed to be recording? And she looks up and she sees the huge water slide. She like falls over from, from amazement at how big this water slide is. Yeah. It's almost as if uh, she, she ran into the, transpond, the, the transport stick. If anyone remembers that Wizards of Waverly Place moment. Been watching a lot of Wizards of Waverly Place lately. I I have not seen that show in a long time. It's the one that Max, it's like a yardstick, and then he puts it to his head, and then he says transport, but you can only travel 36 inches. Um, <laughs> or um, But every time you use it, it knocks someone out. Huh. Good yeah. to know. Yeah. I feel like that's not super useful. Yeah, the, the whole subplot was like Max buys useless junk, like 3D glasses. Um, well, there but, you go. But uh, instead of like 3D glasses, it's like a glasses with 3Ds on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, uh, we were talking so, about crackheads. <laughs> we're talking about water slides is what we're talking about. Very uh, different. Yes. Uh, so the, the boys invite Candace to come on water slide with them. This water slide looks very fun. Aside from, <laughs> aside from the one little part that's like spiky metal instruments. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, I would ride this. And then they get to that part. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, they, it's like, this, this is going to be very high on my rankings of things I would want to do. This water yeah. slide. Until it's like, oh, this, this is very obviously dangerous. Now. What was the go-to water park near you? Because for me, it was water country. And the, the theme song, the jingle, it's, lives rent-free in my head um yeah now. oh water country water country have some fun and then there was like other parts of it but that was like the core um there you go. yeah what about you navi navi probably just read her books yeah i mean it would get my book wet so <laughs> no i will say i rem- i've only ever been to a water slide park once and that was like in the fifth grade for like street patrols i don't know if you guys had speed street patrols where what like the fifth grade you would like help the younger kids like cross the street oh i thought you were gonna say something like hall monitoring but yeah no no we we actually didn't have hall watch um just just to just to go back to water parks we think i think water parks are canceled like fully canceled after the pandemic i mean if they weren't already that's a lot of piss it's a lot I was of not even thinking of that. <laughs> I was just thinking about like how people like spit in the water when they land weirdly or like they like if they choke and that like I just feel like you're sharing a lot of like piss. <laughs> Stop yeah. It. Stop it. Yeah. I will say the the water park uh close to Winnipeg is canceled because like the lady who owns it is like a crazy conspiracy theorist. So yeah, I just uh, feel like a water water park is like a hotbed for viruses. It is. Yeah, yeah the, the water park near me was called Whitewater Bay. Uh, it's in Oklahoma City. It's like 90 miles from, from where I grew up. So we, I, I think I only went there about three or four times in my childhood. Yeah. Uh, it was mostly like public pool, backyard pool kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like the, the, the water park, the most famous water park scene is the one from Grown Ups where I feel like that always aired in the commercials that would air for mm, Grown Ups. Like, yeah. Where it's like, it's it's blue um and yeah so then the five adult men use it as a restroom yeah the, the thing that does so validate like, will's will's point yeah it's like it, there's there's always these rumors that this this uh uh 
movie really really helped perpetuate the rumors that you know, yeah. there's this chemical in the water that if you pee in it it'll change it'll yeah. change it blue so maybe fabio out. needed that in nicaragua maybe yeah um, anyways, um, oh, wow. this water slide looked fun. Uh, besides the besides really the mace fun. and uh, the clubs and aside from the danger, it looked very fun. Motto of the Phineas and Ferb podcast Discord. I don't know. So they 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 try and uh, they try and give Candace like a like a camcorder to put on her. It's it's basically like a GoPro, but but yeah, uh, hit it in a Doug Dimmadale hat. Well, at, at first it was just a regular camera, and yeah. Phineas is like, "Oh, you don't want to get this camera wet." Uh, but then after they go on the ride, uh, uh, Phineas asks if Candace wants to go again, and she's like, "Of course not." But then Lulu comes back with the camera, and it's like inside of a cowboy hat, and she's like, "Oh, we we uh, we hit it inside of a cowboy hat this time. Now you, you got to ride it again so you can get the footage." I said, this this is one of the the comments that Nathan wanted me to bring up was was that uh, the camera inside of a cowboy hat reminded him of the iCarly camera inside of a pie. Oh yeah, right. Speaking of reboots, mm-hmm. iCarly iCarly is going to be rebooted. Uh, thank God they're not trying animation, though that 3D animation. Mm-hmm. That, honestly, animated iCarly could work. It feels very like claymation. That's yeah, well, like if, if if you go like two D animation with iCarly, I th- yeah, I think that would be a fun show. I agree. Yeah, I think um, Gibby can do a lot more crazy things in <laughs> in animated yeah. form. I still want Gibby and Guppy on the Amazing Race. Make it that happen. would be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the the second time on the water slide is when we get the the gotta make summer last. Oh no, it's the first time on the summer. The, yeah, the, the water slide. There's there's a song, uh, "Gotta Make Summer Last," which I I didn't think at the time I heard this that this was the only. It sounded familiar, the most familiar of the three songs this episode. Right, and and this this song does come up about four more times throughout the series. Yeah, Uh, I guess one of the times it comes up is on the on the um, clifforama for Phineas's birthday. but but this song comes up a few times. It's it's kind of a generic summer. I love summer. Gotta yeah. make summer last. Something about every eighty six thousand four hundred seconds that pass. Shout um, out to my guy Chris Allen. Eighty six four hundred seconds in a day to turn it all around or to throw it all away. Live like we're dying was on loop in my household in eighth grade. That song was a jam. Uh, that said, Adam Lambert probably deserved to win American Idol. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. But that—that's a lyric in the song. That's how I know how many yeah. seconds are in a day. Eighty-six four hundred seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that—that's kind of it. After they go on the on the um, water slide the second time, they realize they have all of the footage that they need, and so Candace calls Linda to come back. Lulu Bus and Jones calls the station manager, um, and they—they they are both on their way to come back. That's kind of the end of what I have for the Phoenix and Ferb plot before the other plot really starts to mesh with it. Do you think the show got canceled after this Absolutely episode specific? Absolutely, it got canceled. But do you think oh. it, this was the final nail? <laughs> um, I think, do you think they had I a few so, more episodes. Maybe. I well, I I think like whatever episodes had already been ordered, they were not ordering more. Yeah, and this is you know what. 
this gives Lulu the opportunity to go train for the bobsledding team and the track team at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So, and also the challenge. How would Lulu Jones do on the challenge? Maybe forget a survivor simulation. Maybe we need a challenge simulation for the Phineas and Ferb characters. Maybe, you... maybe uh, Lulu Busta Jones could be like a producer on the challenge, mm. like and, mm. and Fifi uh, a camera operator. Fifi literally deserved better. Like this woman. Like, she's just trying to make her way into the business. She's just doing whatever crazy show she can get her hands on to hopefully laterally move a vertical or horizontal slide career moves. Um, mm-hmm. But no, she, she got Does on the show. Does it hit home for you, Felipe? <laughs> I never worked on, like, something super, like, crazy like this. Uh-huh. But, uh, like, honestly, like, I feel bad for Phoebe. Like, I hope this doesn't tank her resume. Um, yeah, the only thing I worked on previously, like so far was Lydia's Kitchen. If anyone ever watched that PBS, I worked on the US portion of the show uh, in Connecticut. That was a fun time. I wonder if that's aired. So then I can take a screenshot of the credits and hopefully my name's on there. Something something wild that I did not realize. So I I was looking at the the character entries on the Phoenix and Ferb wiki. Uh, LBJ, Lulu Bustin Jones is in three more episodes after this. She has three cameos after this episode. Uh, Fifi, on the other hand, is in like a dozen more episodes. What? Yeah, she. so this, this says that Fifi has cameos in, in uh, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 15 episodes. Fifi is in 15 episodes. Honestly, is- I'm okay with that. That is wild. I think both really great, uh, great uh, characters. So I'm glad that they stick around for as much as they do. Especially Fifi, I was shocked. At yeah, I, see, I, I would expect, I, I would expect uh, Lulu Boston Jones to be around more often. But she's only, she's only in three more episodes after this. But, but Fifi is in fifteen, which, which I think is very funny. Okay, if anyone cares. Lydia's Kitchen Season 7 has started premiering and I'm going to go and try to find a screenshot of my name in the credits because if they, I don't get credit, I'm going to cry as a production assistant. Um, just the US episodes. If they are in Italy, I'm not on that one. <laughs> I would have loved to go to Italy, but yeah, no. Uh, uh, Fifi is voiced by Gwendolyn Yeo. Uh, what else is she in? Let's see. I am D-Bags. For Gwendolyn Yeo. Uh, there's a picture of Deadpool here. Uh, she's in Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars The Bad Batch as Nala Say. Is, is she in both? Or just like as the same character uh, in both? Or does she, she have a different she role? Is the same character in both. She's also more characters in The Clone Wars. But the, one of the characters she is in Clone Wars, she's also in The Bad Batch. I hope she plays... No, she's not the voice of Jar Jar. <laughs> Nala Say is... I haven't gotten to that point in the story yet. Um, um, she is in an episode of American Dad. She is in an episode of NCIS. She's in a few episodes of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series of Shinigami. Um, let's see. Be Cool, Scooby-Doo. Have you watched that one yet? Be Cool? No, that's coming up next uh, soon. That I think right. Is that the one with AJ? Um, you tell let, me. Let me go look. Your podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Give me a second. Let's see who's in that one. No, uh, there's Chill Out Scooby-Doo. 
Is Beach Cool Scooby Doo a movie or is it like a TV episode? Uh, let's. Because oh, we're only doing the movies. Series. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, okay. The oh, it's the it's the Scooby Doo series that has the really shitty animation style. Ah, uh, see, AJ is coming up on the on the ice one. Chill out, Scooby Doo. But yeah, um, uh, that's she, that that's after Touchdown Tommy's episode, Pirates uh, of Hawaii. She is in uh, the Deadpool video game as Domino. That's that's where why there was the Deadpool picture. Uh, uh, she got some some voice work in here. There's a, a lot of like minor characters' voice work. Good for good for Gwendolyn. Well, yeah. like Phoebe, I hope she gets to vertically climb the ladder in the industry. She's in Kim Possible as as Hoodie. Ooh. Call me, beat uh, me if you want to reach me. Okay, let's. I, yeah. I think that I, I've I've tapped dry. Yeah. Like the maple syrup on the tree, you have tapped it dry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are we going to talk about the doof this plot? The, yes, this okay. is where we transition to the doof plot because uh, uh, there is no more of the Phineas and Fur plot that does not involve the, the doof plot. Yeah. Uh, so so Harry enters his his lair through the bathtub, and and Major Monogram says that you know, the type of day today is the day that's going to make Doctor Doofenshmirtz verklempt. Uh, which means overcome with emotion. The word verklempt. It's a it's a good uh, SAT word for you. Um, but uh, he he's telling him the story, and much like me right now, he's cutting out. And it's like sky, rain, weather, doofenshmirtz. And then the, the uh, as as you did that, like, as you did that, you cut out. <laughs> Can you repeat your joke? Hey, I, I I called it. Yeah, well, so just to recap, sky, rain, weather, Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> That's exactly how it goes with the show. His internet cuts out, so he calls Perry back on a landline, uh, and it turns out the things that he said are are just those four words. He wasn't actually talking in complete sentences. He just said sky, rain, weather, Doofenshmirtz. I think that's a voice I can almost do. I think I think give me some time and I can almost get a good good monogram. I believe it. Uh, so so Perry goes to Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated, and and he he falls for the fake window bit. There's there's a fake window next to the real window, and and Perry the Platypus hits the fake window and falls to the ground, and Doofenshmirtz hangs his head out the window. He's like, oh Perry the Platypus, you fell for my fake window bit. But then Perry the Platypus swings through the window and kicks him. And he's like, oh, I fell for the fake Perry the Platypus bit. Yeah. Classic Doof. Uh, so so Doof gives him credit and he goes and adds one to the scoreboard. He's got, he's got a whiteboard that he's like keeping score of, of how many times Perry gets one up on him and how many times he gets one up on Perry. And I counted, I think the score is uh, Perry the Platypus 150, Doofenshmirtz 3. Hey, at least he's humble. He's got a bunch of tally marks on this whiteboard, and I think there are 150 of them. Or more to see. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we, we get a, a, another tragic anime backstory for Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, is, he has always wanted to be uh, a magician ever since the the seventh grade uh but it was it was tough for him and so he, he's doing the pull a rabbit out of the hat trick 
uh, and he and he pulled a uh, a skunk out instead of a rabbit, and then he was doing a, a card trick, and he accidentally pulled a skunk instead of a card, and then he was doing a like a like a Houdini escape almost, and a skunk comes and and sprays in his face, and all all of his magic tricks uh, just end up with him getting sprayed by a skunk. Rude. Uh, so he invents the the Gluminator three thousandinator. Thank you. I and, forgot the name, but what does it do again? Oh, so I don't know how this relates to the magic, other than he was just wearing the hat. Uh, but the idea is that he launches weather pellets into the sky, uh, and it just changes the atmosphere. And if he launches enough of them into the sky, he's going to send uh, uh, the tri-state area into a new ice age. Okay. What was it called again? The Gluminator 35000? The Gluminator 3000-inator. In... Two inators in the name. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so, but first, before he does this, he's he's going to make Perry the platypus disappear. He, like, traps him in the box, and he's going to make the box disappear. Uh, but then he's he's in like a like a hot air balloon, and he launches a couple weather pellets in the sky, and, and the two pellets they they make a tornado happen. Uh, and then he's then he's gonna try and put a bunch of pellets in here at once. Uh, and when he does this, Perry comes to save the day. He he pulls off his top hat and he and he shoots a bunny at him. He's like, oh, I I've been trying to find you since the seventh grade. And then he shoots a bunch of bunnies at him. Uh, point, so point, much so point, point. There, are, there are so many rabbits getting shot out of this hat that the, the weight of the air balloon is is too much and and it starts slowly descending to the ground. Yeah. Any any thoughts on on Doofenshmirtz's magic career? Um, I mean, he just needed he just needed some to chew some gum and let it get into his mm-hmm. uh, his intestines and freeze him up and then maybe have his his uh his wife wanda do everything for him <laughs> flourish <laughs> that's a wandavision reference right, I, I forgot that i forgot i forgot that's what happens i was so confused where you were going with yeah this. i was too like, like, started like, talking about gum oh yeah that is what happened in WandaVision. yeah Y'all I ever do... learn any magic tricks? Did y'all do any magic oh, tricks? I was an expert at the one where it's like, put the ball in here and then you pop the top off and then the ball is uh, stuck. Or or like, or you could like flip it upside down, but it's like a fake ball or something, right? Isn't that the thing? Mm. That sounds right. I, I don't know. I, I, I learned, I at one point could do the trick where uh, you go like this with, with the finger thing. But this was Baljeet's thing at the circus. You can still do that. Um, yeah, um, I, there's a lot of uh, magic tricks that are that seem like card tricks, but really they're just math. Yeah, uh, as we established, I, can, I don't math. Those those ones I can do, uh, but I, any sort of like sleight of hand, I, I can't do anything, anything like that. Yeah, no, I, I. Yeah, the only one that I was like really good at was the one that it was literally a toy that they gave you, but it was the ball. I think they like put a half ball underneath or something. So you like put the ball and then like, I don't know, it was it just this disappearing ball thing. But um, yeah, I wish I could do magic. But like I said, College of Optional Math. I do like watching magic, though. I, 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 I watch a lot of YouTube clips. You of, were the one who uh, recommended the Hulu, Hulu documentary. I, right? I get a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, in and of itself, that one is really good. 
If you haven't seen that, go watch that. Should we recap Magic Camp on the Brazilian Dragon? That's another magic movie. Ooh, with um was... Adam Devine and Gillian Jacobs. That's not I what's well, what's the other one that's got Ali Machalka in it? That might be the, the same one, right? No, it's a decom. It's a Oh, oh, and then she like walks around the the house, right? And, and it's like kind of spooky. He's got the doves in his hat or something. Oh my god! See, I tried to remember that movie on the Halloween Town podcast. I did. I was like, there's like a spooky sort of magic movie, but I can't remember. And oh my god, that's the one. Uh, let me, let me. Uh, Ali Mishalka, magic. Now you magic. see it. Yes. Okay. I wasn't going crazy. I knew that was a real thing. Okay. Thank you. No, but this one is with Gillian Jacobs. Who is your favorite fictional magician? Because I have one. Mm, oh, I gotta think. I Mine gotta is think. Joe Bluth. He's an illusionist. Okay, true, but same thing. Um, um, other fictional yeah, magicians. Job, Job is good. Um, Marty the Rabbit Boy and his musical Blender, another great musician. Mm-hmm. Magician. <laughs> was he a magician or was was he a rabbit boy? <laughs> and, like it has musical Blender in the name. I feel like he's a musician. Yeah. Would you would you count Doctor Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme, as a magician? I would. Yeah, he's a he's a uh, he is one of the big three, after all. Oh, I, I I gotta gotta give a shout out to the uh, both uh, Christian Bales in in the Prestige. Spoiler again. <laughs> well, uh, just pull the I, mic, Bloom. <laughs> What did I, I? I spoiled the movie that I already spoiled a month ago. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. No, I, 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 I've. This is not the first time I've spoiled the prestige on this podcast. Fictional magicians. Yeah. Let me, let me look at them. Uh, Merlin. How could you forget? Is Yoda a magician? Because he's on this list. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's a bad list. <laughs> Anyone uh, in the Harry Potter franchise? Um, incredible Burt Wonderstone. True. Uh, <laughs> Alakazam, the Pokemon. <laughs> That's my favorite mu- magician. Yes. Uh, the Cat in the Hat, listed under fictional magicians. What oh. are you looking at? <laughs> okay, this is the Wikipedia category fictional characters who use magic. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. Puck Patrick from James, Shakespeare, the mentalist, played by Simon Baker. Ooh, yes. Um, Wanda Maximoff again, another one. Doctor Strange is here. Is Doctor Strange here? Strange. Stephen Strange. Sorry, not Doctor Strange. Um, well, he is yeah. Doctor Stephen Strange. True. I do love the fact that he's like, no, I worked many years he's for his PhD. He's using like, our our what does he made call up it? Names. Our made up names. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what else? What were we talking about? Magicians. Yeah. Uh, so, so after uh, Perry the Platypus shoots all of these these bunnies at Doofenshmirtz, uh, the the hot air balloon starts to descend, uh, and and this I completely forgot about this side bit in the show, but it is one of my favorites. There's a couple arguing on the ground. And, and well, I say arguing. Really, it's the wife yelling at the husband. She makes points. And she, she does make points. <laughs> points uh, for me. She's, 
She's like, uh, you you bought a bunny farm without any bunnies? What did you think? Bunnies would just fall out of the sky? Uh, and then naturally bunnies fall out of the sky and their their bunny farm is, is all of a sudden very populated with bunnies. And and the guy's like, looks like someone owes someone an apology. Or this, someone, this, owes, someone owes me an apology. LVP points for this man because he was unprepared and he stumbled ass backwards into the success and he was just as gooped as the white uh, the wife was and i was like no 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 no, you are trying to be smart nah i i was very annoyed with this man but yeah, i do love yeah, this bit it's very much a a uh the guy's wife gaslight watch yeah maybe not gaslighting but like she she is right in the situation she is very justified exactly um, so he is i feel like the guy's voice sounds very like Porky Pig like I was trying to see if this guy ever played Porky Pig in anything maybe Space Jam 2 maybe his name is Corey Burton um he's in he plays uh Ludwig von Drake in the in the DuckTales reboot um Woo-hoo. he's uh, the announcer in the Animaniacs um let's see let's see any any um, Porky Pig. Looks like it's Plays a no. Moliere in in Atlantis. The Ooh. Lost Empire. I feel like that's a movie Nobby loves secretly. I it, do. It didn't sound very secretly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nobby's like a magician. I I have I'm actually very anti magic. Like I remember when I was like four or five years old or something. Like a magician just like showed up, not to like my house. It was just like a, to a place. I went to a place to go look at magic, and I'm like, this is bullshit. Well, I didn't say it verbatim. I didn't know bullshit mm-hmm. was a word that existed at that age, but yeah. I had that mentality that I carry with me to this day. You know who's a great magician? Morgan McDevitt from Survivor Guatemala, magicians. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 this, this shout guy, out to uh, Yeah, this this guy does he he gets a lot of work in. None of them Porky Pig, it seems. Yeah. Uh but uh Okay. The 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 wife also just does not seem to get much voice work in. Uh but where was I? Where was I? Yeah, the the the, the farmer he all of a sudden has a bunny farm. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna show up a little bit later as well. And I, I I'm I'm curious how often this bit comes up because I I also thought the Paul Bunyan song came up very often and apparently it doesn't. I don't want to look this one up because I feel like it's more consistent. But yeah, I I, I just want to I just want to wait for it. I I want it yeah. to surprise me like it surprised me in this episode. Same same. Uh, uh so. Dr. Doofenshmirtz is chasing Perry the platypus and, and he steals a kid's bike and, and Perry pays $20 to someone for their skateboard. Uh, and, and this, this is where the plots kind of converge is that the, the tornado rips away the water slide. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's gone. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, there was probably a part of the episode where I like tuned out for a second and i was like wait wait wait, where did the tornado come from and then i like rewatched it i was like oh okay yes yeah, like, the the weather pellets you, you kind of forget about them yeah uh the, yeah the the tornado ripped the water slide away so it's gone and, and candace is like hey, welcome to my world this is what always happens 
Uh, but then they, they realize that they, they actually have everything on tape in the van. Let's go check out the tapes in the van. Uh, but Doofenshmirtz stole the van because <laughs> LJ, Lulu Bucket Jones left her keys in the van. Uh, so they he takes the van away. They've lost all the footage. And then Candace goes through the, the same beats she did at the beginning of the episode. You know, there you are, Perry. Ferb has a line about not wearing suspenders in public. Insane. Uh, and they offer they offer them snacks. Uh, and and uh, Candace offers Lulu Bus and Jones a piece of pie as as a consolation. And that's it for the episode. There's there's uh, uh, an after credits bit where Doofenshmirtz is driving the van in the tornado, and he's like, "Do I turn into the skid? Do I not turn into the skid?" Uh, and and then his van gets launched by the tornado, and and the same farmer and his wife couple are arguing again, and she's like, I, I can't believe you sold our lucrative bunny farm for a van rental place. Didn't even buy a single van. And the van is about to land on it. Not another word. Yeah. It's, it's implied she gets crushed by the van, which also, justice for this lady. Yeah. Right? Also, like, one van. Like, he can't, he can't be, like, in your face. It's one van. It's a rental place. Yeah, you can't have right. one van. Yeah. One rental van does not a rental van place make. Yeah. That's it. Any any final thoughts on on this episode? What what went down here? I have none. Uh, yeah, that I just enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, Navi, what about you? No, I definitely remember this episode. Uh, Lulu Bus Jones, a great recurring character. Uh, love her so much. Uh, my favorite part of the episode was her like doing the whole bust them thing with the yeah. hands. That was like the yeah. best part for me. Uh, yeah, fun episode. Uh, I don't think they will rank very high for me, but I they definitely aren't like bottom of the barrel episodes. I'd say they're like pretty replacement level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might be lower I, for me. There, there's one more line I I wrote down that I loved. At the end of the the tragic backstory, uh, Doofenshmirtz is like, uh, "Well, I, I guess my dreams all just faded faded into sepia tone somewhere along the way." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was good all, all of his backstory backstories are in this sepia tone. I, I like that bit, but yeah, I, I think uh, Lulu Bussa Jones is is a great uh, guest character to have on. Um, I, th- I but you're right. I, th- I think these are both good replacement level episodes uh i have not slated them yet so we'll see in our rankings where i put them yeah, uh, yeah maybe will was wrong yeah. once again who knows we'll find out um but yeah any final thoughts on this episode before we take another quick musical interlude thought they were good same Ooh, which which uh, musical interlude are you gonna pick i'm gonna pick both uh forever not forever summer whatever the summer song was and then the busted jingle i'm gonna put both of them in right gotta here. make summer last Yes, gotta make summer last. Yeah, uh, it is summer vacation for some college students. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Nathan. For me. Yes. Oh, and Will. (laughs) Happy summer. Congratulations to everyone. Yeah. Yes. I I finished. Pull up at the snow cone. Honestly, honestly, I might get a snow cone tomorrow, and I will send you all a picture of the snow cone. Please do. Yeah. You can tweet it out from our. Yes. I love random Will messages, whether it's TikToks, whether it's the wholesome moments when. At three, you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Yeah. 
But anyways, we'll be right back after this musical break. Do you live in the Danville area and want to bust your brothers? Then call now and you can be on the next episode of Bust em. Yes, yes! When you're bothered by your brothers and you can't convince your mother and you don't think you can take another day, don't swear a cause they got your back against the wall and you think you've tried it all. There's a number you should call them, throw them underneath the bus. Just leave the bus to us. Bust em, bust em, bust em. Operators are standing by. Come on, Candace. That wasn't too bad, was it? Actually, that was kind of... <laughs> That's it. It's over, right? And we are back, everybody. How's everyone doing tonight? We are getting ready to do the feedback and rankings. I am here with Navi and William. Uh, congratulations, Nathan, once again. We have to reiterate <laughs> that this entire we podcast. We say that every two seconds. Yes, oh, if you yeah, have not yet, this. please tweet at Nathan Davis. What's his Twitter handle? I think it's Nathan Davis 74. 74, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I, I think it's 74. And I think it's 74 because of that episode of SpongeBob. <laughs> with, with the good noodle star it's sorry yeah. nathan underscore davis 74 and i'm pretty sure i don't know this for sure but i'm pretty sure that he picked the number 74 because of that quote from spongebob when spongebob's like you know how many good noodle stars i have 74 yeah i'm I a good noodle <laughs> I, I i think that's why i don't think that number yeah. has any other significance other than it was in SpongeBob. no please i'm a good noodle noodle i'm a good noodle <laughs> his meltdown iconic um but yeah anyways we're here to talk about some feedback um so gotta ask from giovanni is norm the most normal character in the series i don't know if that was an intentional pun but i'm gonna give you the credit as an intentional well, I mean, pun. That, is, that is his name <laughs> yeah maybe that is maybe that's why his name is norm we were talking about why why his name is what it is um, yeah but maybe that's why um, yeah, I think, I think Norm could be up. To, I think Isabella's pretty normal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Lawrence might be the most normal. Yeah, the man just likes, um, the man just likes his, uh, what's it called? He likes his, his paints. His, his paints and his Gladiator movies. Yeah. Jacob said he had questions, but he never wrote them in. Let me ask him quickly. Um, also Giovanni also wants to know, uh, which character would you want to turn to stone? Hmm, uh, uh, Susie. Yeah. Yes. Easy answer. <laughs> Ask an answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, easy answer. Anyone else, though? Like, Susie's the obvious one. Yeah, um, <laughs> let's see. I don't know who... Were, there was someone a few episodes ago that I was like, this person... The Bettys? Oh, no, the Bettys. Oh, the Bettys. Were, yeah, were Will hated the Bettys. I would say, I would say uh, Clancy Brown, uh, but, like, his character... Jingo Brown? No, Clancy. His oh, character. Clancy, um, oh, the drill sergeant. Yeah. Yeah um yeah i would turn him to stone the geraldo rivera guy just because he's based off Ooh, geraldo rivera Marty Williams. yeah um who else i hope that mustache wasn't inspired by geraldo rivera i think it was oh well oh, my mustache Yours. yeah no no my mustache was not um who else would i turn to stone um maybe that's something we should have kept track of characters we hate <laughs> it's basically Susie, right 
it's mostly Susie, which feels bad that the character I hate the most is a literal child. I mean, she's a spoiled brat. Um, I know which character Mike Bloom would like to turn to stone. Mm, the tell. GBH, giant baby head. Oh, GBH. <laughs> yeah. GBH, PBS. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, uh, should we get into some rankings? Yeah, I'm yeah. still trying to finalize my rankings. Yeah, well, while you do that, we can start uh, with well, the ease. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to them yeah. when we get to them. So, fire safety badges. Once again, no fire safety badges. So, if anyone cares, my rankings are currently milking, tonsillectomy, aquatic safety, pitching tents, and sewing. That's my fire safety badges while I give time to Will. Um, let's do a Nader's next. Uh, sure. Shall I go first? Because I want to talk about Norm. Yeah. Norm is an innator for me, and he is number one, and it's not close for me. Even though I he's not the an same innator. Thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, he, he's, he starts as an innator and becomes a full fledged character. I think that has to make him the best. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the Who's Crying Now innator slash the Who's Blinded by the oh. Sand innator is taken down a notch. But um, yeah. And so then, in, in, so everyone's on par, number one for Norm? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then, for Gluminator 3000 Inator, I gave that a 15th place ranking. I think it's around the same area as like the funny names. Like I have the Age Accelerator Inator and the Descent Evaporator, like the fun but not iconic names, like uh-huh. the Who's Crying Now Inator. Um, but I think I think this is on that level with like the, those are fun to say. Uh, also, it's right above Make Up Your Mind Inator. So yeah, Will or Navi? You would think as someone whose high school mascot is a tornado, I would be cooler with tornadoes. At least it's not culturally uh, appropriating like many other high school mascots. That is true. There are There is a high school literally five miles away from my high school that is the Indians. Um, and uh, let me tell you something about the people at that high school. They're all white. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, pretty bad. Pretends to be uh, shocked. But uh the the red tornadoes my high school uh because there are a lot of Did you tornadoes. just dox yourself i think i've said this before but yeah if you look up red tornadoes there's really only one uh city where this is red tornado sea of thieves um I feel yeah like... the 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 dc superhero red tornado is actually who we're named after um <laughs> But a lot of people out here are like cool with tornadoes. They like going chasing tornadoes. What? Um, yeah, they they'll like stand out on their porch and watch tornadoes. They'll go. So there, these crackheads. I, I think I talked about this in uh, an earlier episode when we were talking about Tiger King. Um, the 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 most Oklahoma thing about Tiger King was the episode where there's a tornado coming in towards his zoo. And he's mm-hmm. just like sitting on an ATV watching the tornado coming in and seeing if it's going to hit his place or not. There are so many people who do things like that. We'll, we'll either just sit on their porch watching tornadoes or we'll go and um, uh, follow the tornadoes around. Storm chasers, they call them. I don't know why this made me think of this, but that for whatever reason reminds me of cow tipping from Barnyard. Like these people are just um, looking for all, danger. All this to say, I myself am terrified of tornadoes. I okay. do not like bad weather at all. This is number sixteen for me. Okay, Navi, where where do you have it? I have the Gluminator 
3,000-inator. I think I got that right. Yes, I typed that out right. So I have it at number 14 between the Shrinksphere and Destructinator 1.0. It has a fun name. I'm also not a fan of tornadoes, though I haven't actually been in a tornado, even though me neither. I live somewhat close to like a tornado. You're not in Saskatoon or Regina. (laughs) I like how Felipe gets my location wrong every single time. No, you're not there. I said you're not. Oh, okay. Well, thank God. Well, you always keep saying I'm like in Winnipeg, but uh, yeah. And then sometimes uh, I say Brampton for fun, even though it's in Ontario. Yes. It's okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure Megan Those are in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan? It, aren't Saskatoon and Regina in Sa- Saskatchewan? Yeah, they're in Saskatchewan. Okay, thank you. Yeah, which is right beside us. There are neighbors to the west. Yeah, you're in Manitoba. I know this. Yes. You see, you learn so much when you're friends with me. Yes. I still want to hear your tragic anime backstory, but that's for a different day. Um, yeah. So where did you well, put this? <laughs> uh, number 14. Okay, so 14, 15, 16 for the three mm-hmm. of us. Look at look at that synergy. That's called consistency. We love it. Um, and then anyway, so let's go to the invention slash activities. So what are we doing here? The chariots and then the water slide? Yeah, that's what okay. I put. Um, see, in a pre-COVID world, this might have been different, but... I think, I don't know, but I feel like Phineas and Ferb would have a cleaner water slide, but that's it. They had a mason there, but let's start with uh, the chariots. Navi, you went last, last time. Let's see you go first this time. All right. So it depends. Uh, do Phineas and Ferb uh, make uh, some sort of contraption for me in the chariot where I can read a book or bring they, a Kindle I mean, with they me? Did, they did put cup holders in their own. I'm sure they could put book holders in yours. Okay, um, so that means it is now at number 10 between Ice Haunted House and Daredevil. And these are not real horses, right? We're using their contraption with the mechanical yeah. horses? Because that might change my answer. If they're real horses, I might put them elsewhere. But Yeah, these are definitely the mechanical horses. The, the go-karts of, of chariots. Yeah, okay. Uh, William, where do you have this? Um, let's see... Uh, the cherry race. I have it fourteen. I have it right ahead of the medieval tournament. I think this would be fun. Yeah. No, I have it. Yeah, uh, I have it above the flying fishmonger and the medieval tournament. I have it at eighteen. Originally, I had it right under haunted houses at twenty-three. But I'm like, nah. I think I think because they're not real horses, I think I can put this above like the thing with the real horse. The medieval. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, like this is. This would be like a fun like thing you would do at a birthday party. Yeah, uh, and especially because they make it into like a if if this I'm I'm assuming that you know things have been rigged to where it's safe, but the whole like Mario Kart aspect of it all, where you're like racing against the things, but you can also sabotage the other thing. I think that's fine. I think it would be fine. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, anyways, uh, Will, where do you have water slides? Uh, I so I was going to have it right behind the roller coaster at 11 or maybe i was going to have it right ahead of the roller coaster i don't know the it got knocked down two spots because of the one dangerous bit yeah uh so i i put it right under the ice cream machine and right above the shrinking submarine at number 12 
Yeah, no, similarly, I had a, I was like thinking roller coaster tier um, with around the race car and the monster truck as well. But then I remembered I couldn't really do that in a post COVID world because water slides are like going to be outlawed, I think. I, that's my theory. And then also with the danger, I was like, let me put this at, at 15 under monster truck above shrink sub. Uh, Miss Navi Bow, where, where are you going to? I put it in last place, number mm-hmm. 29. Because you can read a book? Like, yeah, like, I've been to a water park already. Like, I was miserable the entire time I was there. Like, why would I subject myself to that? Yes, Felipe? You put this under reform school? Yeah, we've established (laughs) that I can read a book in reform school. (laughs) Under under the... the They they don't believe in child labor laws. In a theater? You have water slide below trespassing in a movie theater? <laughs> yeah. I'd rather <laughs> trespass in a movie theater than go to a water park. Navi. Honestly, what? <laughs> I think Navi peaked when she called Lolo Jones uh, a crazy person. But <laughs> I think it's all been downhill since like this this slander. I don't know. I don't know. Sound off in the comments. Would you have water slides? Be- Is Navi wild for having water slides under above under reform school? doing things we've established the tea the tea pop up maybe i need to put her back into tea queen mode instead of maple queen (laughs) because she she has she spills the tea but um yeah that that's a choice to me so you have it at 31 yes wow wow that's wild to me anyways uh maybe hmm. maybe you i have it at 20 i have 31 stuff but i also ranked the betty bus um Mm, oh okay that's okay. yeah that's i have cool. like 20 29 or 30 yeah. i don't i yeah. have 30 okay. okay yeah um tragic anime backstories of doofenshmirtz i had this at four i think it was between this and big black boots boris the bully for the last spot but i think the magician is a little less memorable than uh big black boots boris the bully oh those words um a lot of a lot of bees um yeah. yeah, those those two are like they're definitely like a significant jump behind the, the lawn gnome and the birthday party. Um, yeah, yeah I, I would be fine with with either order of, of magician or big black blue forest the bully. I think both are funny. Um, yeah, I think the magician one was honestly a little bit more memorable. Um, but I at, at some point I I I think. Um, Oh, especially once we get into see, later season two and season three, um, got to get a little bit further away from is this memorable? To, memorable to is this good? Because exactly, uh, yeah. I I can't I can't really judge whether something is memorable if I haven't seen it to begin with. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which is why the way I rank things makes so much more sense. <laughs> Navi being a wild card. Anyways, let's get into the song rhythm. Before we start, I do want to highlight. I don't. I believe this was in the post show for the latest Scooby Doo podcast, the Scooby Doo and Where's My Mummy. But our guest Jules said that I don't know. Quote: I don't know if it's a hot take, but I always liked Fabulous more than uh, In Got Rhythm. And I was like, oh well, you have two people on this podcast who probably agree with you, and I'm not one of them. So <laughs> yeah. So that was just a, a little callback to our previous episode. Anyways, what I is this first song? It's chariot. Uh, my chariot. My chariot. Navi, where are you gonna put this? Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ooh. 
ugh. Like, it's like a fine song. Like, put it somewhere in like the middle tier, whatever mm. is not the memento tier. Uh, Anti memento. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's only going to be two tiers for the episodes memento it's, and anti memento. It's, it's mementos and it's Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> it's memento okay. and it's Mephisto. Uh, I'll put it at number 26 between truck driving girl and he's Bigfoot. Okay. So uh, I think my chariot, I think, what's the good life one? That was from last week, right? I think Uh, that one's more catchy than my chariot. So I'm going to put this at 30 right above Shimmy Jimmy in between the good life. Wow. I don't remember the song. My my chariot, uh, the good life is a bottom five song for me so far. Well, I listened to it a few times in editing, and then it stood out to me more. So that's, that's why. fair. My chariot, I think, is my favorite of the three songs in in this half hour. Um, so I now have forty songs ranked in in my songs. So this is the uh, Survivor Gabon of songs for me, number seventeen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh right right just in the top half it's right below i'm lindana and i want to have fun right above the the credit scene from dude we're getting the band back together the the music makes us better song i i think like this song it's got the the catchy lyrics like the clever lyrics to it that i mentioned earlier about anachronistic wagons and something about uh two millennia ahead of its time uh i i so much of the episode revolves around this song i think this episode is significantly worse without the song and because of that i i have it ranked so high that's fair that's your prerogative i i I think i i think like this song on its own might be a little bit lower yeah but i think it contributes enough to the episode as a whole that, that i give it some more points very fair very fair um I am gonna go to what is it called? Leave the busting to us. Leave the busting mm-hmm. to us. Leave the busting to us. I will start here. Um, I it's a it's a television jingle, not as iconic as Brick, but probably a better song. Um, I think Shimmy Jimmy is the better song of the two, so I have to put it below it. And then I don't know the song. Like I, I remember Go Phineas Go more than this, so I'm gonna put this also slightly to piss off Navi at 33. <laughs> remember go phineas go because you stand this bad song so much go phineas go go phineas go go phineas go is is my island of the idol number 39 <laughs> uh, i hope that's the, that song is not as problematic as that that episode for that that is true it is true or that season yeah um anyways navi where are you gonna have it I have leave the busting to us at number 24 between chains on me and uh, one good scare ought to do it. I just like the Dan Pavenmeyer vocals. I think it adds to the mm-hmm. song, makes it more memorable. So that's my thing. Love that. And then Will, start us off with our final song. Uh, uh, well, well, so I have leave the busting to us at number 30. Um, I thought you said it was at 30. Oh, that was- No, Go Phineas Go is 39. What's what's leave, the last one? Forever Summer? Yes, yes. Uh, leave the bus into us. I have it 30. Uh, I, I, I enjoy it. I think there's just not enough substance to it for it to be higher for me. I, I really like it as a commercial. I think it might be 
my highest ranked of the songs that are com- yeah between this and Jimmy Jimmy and where I would put the brick song if I were ranking it it's my favorite of the songs that are commercials but uh it, it only cracks what about the me. Paul Bunyan house of pancakes that one is is not long enough to be true a song and it's it's that one's hard to rank because I remember it very vividly, but there's like almost no substance to rank it based off of. Does make sense. Makes sense. Um, uh, Got to make summer last. I have just a bit ahead of Leave the Bucket to Us. I have this at twenty five, uh, in between Backyard Beach and Chains on Me. Yeah, um, I personally have this at number twenty seven, uh, between One Good Scare Ought to Do It and Music Makes Us Better. Uh, just because I don't remember Music Makes Us Better, but no, that's summer. Sorry, I'm going to put Music Makes Us Better at 27 and then Gotta Make Summer Last at 28. How's that? All right. Nabby. Close us out on the songs. So I have Gotta Make Summer Last at number 35 between Ballad of the Black Knight and The Good Life. I just was like, whatever. Like, this is a song. I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you make points. You make points. Yeah, I, I, I think, honestly, I think I rated it so high based on the fact that I knew it would come up more later. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if this is the only bit of this song that we get, then I would probably have it a lot lower. I, I almost was like, I'll put it low, and then whenever we hear it again, I'll be willing to move it around. Um, but I'll still be willing to move it around whether we hear it again. But uh, I, I could definitely, the, the song on its own, I think is, is helped by the fact that it is sort of a recurring thing. Agreed, agreed. Um, should we get into episode rankings? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so we're ranking two episodes today, Grease Lightning and uh, Leave the Busting to Us. We can start with the first episode. Um, does anyone have a strong opinion want to start us off or I can do that if people want? That, see, that's the thing about these episodes is I have no strong opinions yeah. about either of them. I know Will but mentioned I, this about the Ready for the Bettys episode and whatever the other one for that one was, uh, the Flying Fish Monger, that they were going to be like two low-ranked ones. I think mm-hmm. cumulatively, um, never mind, the, I forgot Raging Bully and Light Skinned Action were together. This is probably my second, like, like the second lowest uh, two-parter like together. I think these episodes are kind of flat. I don't know. Navi said earlier, these are both like replacement tier episodes. I don't think they're, they're bad episodes. I don't uh, like, I have fine. I have both of these above um, both of those ready for the Bettys and flying fishmonger. I've got them above both uh, raging bully and light skin attack. I have, I have them at, at 15 and 16. Uh, we've watched 30 episodes so far, uh, and I have these at 15 and 16, right in the middle. Um, they, they might move around later, but I, I, I think they're they're solid episodes. Nothing. Which one's super... first? I have Grease Lightning first because Norm is in it. Okay. Um, but uh, I mean, they're they're good classic Phineas and Ferb. I don't know that there's anything that stands out super special about them. I don't think there's anything that bothered me about them either. Yeah, I, th- um, I think they're 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 good, not great. Yeah, so I originally had these at twenty and twenty two, but then a for sin- symmetry reasons, and then b because I forgot it's a mud 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 world had the baby alien and the monster truckinator awayinator, and I thought that was a fun gag. Um, I I pushed 
that one up further. So these are at 21 for Leave the Busting to Us and 22 for Grease Lightning. I think they're just, they're like, I, like I said, I, I enjoy watching them, but I feel like so many other episodes are more iconic than this one. And that's why I have to put it here. Navi, mm. close us out. So I also have both these episodes back to back. I have Leave the Busting to Us at number 18 and Grease Lightning at number 19. They're sandwiched between The Flying Fishmonger and Journey to the Center of Candace. Uh, I've kind of talked about my feelings on this episode. I do think they're important episodes because we do get Norm and Grease Lightning and then the um, the Rabbit Farm uh, couple mm-hmm. uh, in the... Um, leave the bust into us. Plus I really do enjoy um, Fifi and Lulu Busted Jones as characters and they kind of help bump it up a bit. So that's where I have those two episodes. I'm going to go Google Lolo Jones. Lulu Busted Jones, I think is my favorite character name to say so far. She definitely gets a lot of points for that. Okay. Lolo, Lori Susan Lolo Jones is her name. And then Lulu Busted Jones. Is, is a much better name. Sorry to this Olympian. Yeah. Um, less iconic, though. Uh, Lulu Busted Jones. Right. Than, um, of yeah. course. Anyways, is that it for our, our regular scheduled shenanigans? I think so. Yeah. yeah so let's get into plugs. Uh, first off, Navi, what do you have going on these days? You can follow me on Twitter and pretty much anywhere at Because I'm Navi. I don't have anything else going on, really. With the ramen some- podcast coming out. At some point, <laughs> KFC still working on editing it. Karen from Canada. Okay. I'll, let you, I'll let you know Sounds when good. it's out. Yes, and you can follow Navi on Twitter and Clubhouse, basically, because I'm Navi. And she's an icon, just uh, being a, a rock star. And what's your pop culture plug? Well, since we there was like there's been a lot of high school musical talk lately, um there's a youtube channel called 24 frames of nick who talks about high school musical and like other like decoms and shows of that era and uh, he does a lot of really fun videos on high school musical specifically he's a big proponent of high school musical 2 to the point where he owns two dvds of high school musical 2 so go check out his videos you need to get him and i friends Yes, you need to, you should invite him onto the podcast. Maybe he'll talk some High School Musical with you on Brazilian Dragon. Yes. Um, and also while I'm plugging YouTubers, uh, there's also another one called Are They Gay? Where he, this guy just takes a different couple, like different pairings from uh, pop culture and questions if they're gay. Uh, okay. The most recent one he did uh, was on The Great Gatsby with Nick Carraway and Jay Gatsby. And that was like a hilarious oh, video. very much essay. they are. Yeah, that's- that Or was at least really one of them is. Video. Yeah. Yeah, it's really funny and really informative. I highly recommend checking out that one video at least if you don't check out has anything he, else from him. Has he done Buford and Belgique yet? No, but maybe you can request that one. Yes. Yeah, that's exciting. Anyways, uh, Navi plugged the YouTube channel, and that's an iconic move by Navi. We love Navi in this house. Everyone stan her. Um, <laughs> William, what do you have going on? Uh, so you can you can follow me now on Twitter, Instagram, and Clubhouse at Davis Gumble Will. Um, you can see me on, on Instagram, where in my most recent Instagram picture, I was wearing tearaway pants. Love that. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Synergy. Um, yeah. Um, oh, also, wait, can I plug your podcast this week? 
Uh, if you would like. I it, This is an episode that I have described as the worst episode of Everyone and Their Brother. Apologies for our hubris, episode 123. An iconic episode, maybe not for the best reasons, but uh, yeah, so they we, they we tested the faith. Whole thing, we, me and TJ and Robert recorded for like an hour and a half. No, about, Sam? Uh, Sam? Sam was busy the day we recorded. Uh, so the three of us talked about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier for like an hour and a half. Great conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, turned out that the recording from our Skype call got lost. Uh, so we didn't have any of the audio. And the day after we recorded, TJ was it was like going to visit family. So we couldn't record again. I was like, oh, well, shit. I got to do something. I'm going to try and record something to, to get something out there. Um, I discovered that, that I am not built for solo podcasting. I, I have to like banter off of somebody. Uh, because I, I took this, this book of facts. Literally, Sam, probably the only person who ever opened that book. Yeah, <laughs> Sam. Sam bought me this like fun fact. And Sam's book. a mean brother for buying you yeah. this boring ass book. <laughs> I'm That's kidding. Thing, we stand, Sam. None of none of these facts were very fun at all. Uh, so it's really me just kind of complaining about the facts in this book for 27 yeah. minutes. It was iconic. Uh, it was 23 <laughs> minutes actually. I believe the final oh, runtime. Oh, the the. Uh, the um, audacity file is like 2648 i think okay well um i i was just like i texted will this i was like this is atrocious that this man made a profit off this book that he you could probably just like google if you really cared about this stuff like he just went to google and like googled some stuff mm-hmm. yeah i was listening to the podcast at work and i'm like what is happening right now why is he just <laughs> reading from this book <laughs> I felt like I was being punished because, you know, usually we cover things like well after, like with WandaVision, we covered it well after WandaVision was over because we were, we were too late on the jump. It's like, okay, this, this time all of, all of the show came out and then the assembled documentary came out. You even talked a little bit about it on the one yeah it's, yeah it's like we we were waiting specifically for the assembled episode and then we were going to record and and that's what we did we recorded as soon as the assembled thing came out our next recording was that uh and then of course we lost it so so we might we might talk about this yeah. show again it was the universe uh, no please please re- try to re-record yeah, no, it i, 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 I very much love uh tj and robert's takes about pop culture um hearing them talk not Sam specifically you left no, out. I, I like, heard that. I, I feel like Sam's and my takes on things are very similar. Uh, yeah. So it, it's it's like not a super unique experience as as much as as just hearing TJ and Robert talk about TV. Um. Yeah. So what you heard here is that Will doesn't like Sam's opinions. No, I'm kidding. It, it, I'm kidding. What I'm, I'm saying joking. is his opinions are very similar to my. Opinion. I'm trying to start a fight. I'm trying to start a fight. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. You're not gonna. It, it won't happen here, not on my watch. Um, yeah. But yeah, you can you can find that at EATV Podcast on all major social media. I would suggest listening to literally any of the other episodes first. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pop culture wise, I I haven't been uh, engaging in a whole lot of pop culture because I've been traveling home. Uh, so I will plug my favorite album of all time, and that is the 2015 album Emotion by Kali Rizek, 
which I listen to a lot, a lot on the flight home. You should speaking you of, should go on Ben Top's podcast. It's that slaps and just talk gush about that album for like an hour. He would appreciate that. It's it's such a good did you call him Ben Tub Tob. or Ben Tob? Okay, I thought you said Ben Tub, and I'm like, he hates that. Oh, if he hates- He's the one who gets called Bath Boy, right? <laughs> yes, he well, was. I'm sure he hates that. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if um, Akiva made any any jokes about bathtubs and the New Girl Guy podcast that they cut out because that's so mean to Ben. <laughs> we should have Ben on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Someone get on that. Yeah, he he could probably like roast our musical opinions. Maybe not Will's, um, but yeah, he'll he's definitely roast mine. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. So emotions by Kelly Rejepson. Will, did you did you listen to the podcast from last week by any chance? Uh, this podcast. Yes. Uh, no. I did I you listen to what live. I did you did you listen to the cutscenes at least? No, I should go Are back and, and check the cutscenes. Because I think I think uh you did Nathan not tell you what I did. Uh, I don't think so. I gotta ask him. I closed what out. Happened? I closed out the the podcast with a uh, September by Taylor Swift. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> in, in that case, I am not gonna go back and listen. Yeah. No, but there were some fun cutscenes that I included, like the Pokemon okay. conversation. Um, but yeah. Anyways, in terms of my plugs, I got a lot of plugs this week. Obviously, the Brazilian Dragon. We're always there. Uh, released an episode of Scooby Doo and Where's My Mummy with the great Jules, as well as Jacob Redman. We tried to find Jacob a. Mm, less toxic j name or a less toxic name that was part of the podcast because jewel said that you he have, has a toxic name jewel said that male names starting with j are toxic so uh, we tried to change it um maybe maybe we can try to change my name too who knows but that was discussed on the podcast we also talked about uh what else did we talk about on there we talked about ghosts it was uh eugene fitzherbert from tangled i believe that's his name it's a uh, flynn rider uh uh but yeah so <laughs> yeah, lots- Flitzherbert or whatever you would say. Yeah. Is Nathan <laughs> bullying you? Hello, Nathan. Congratulations. Why didn't you text me while I was podcasting? He's a real uh, human. He, he he snuck in here. Um, um, but uh, he, he he wanted to tell me something about Fall Guys and I was sneaking out. Oh, uh, hi, Nathan. But he he was being bye, very Nathan. quiet and very, very conscious of the recording. Yes, we love that. Uh, so he'll, King. This he'll, is why he'll now, he'll now hear this that he's already heard out loud in, in the podcast later. Yeah, uh, we stand Nathan in this house. But anyways, uh, Brazilian Dragon. Uh, also, other stuff going on. I don't remember. We're doing another Scooby Doo podcast, Pink Panther, later this month with Naomi Calhoun. Ooh. Ooh. Um, that's exciting. Like the 2006. We're starting Movie Club. I don't know if I mentioned that, but that's something. Yeah, to do. I'm um, excited for Movie Club. It's gonna be wild. Uh, where uh, our June movie is Elmo and Groucho Land. <laughs> <laughs> because no, not not my choice legitimately not my choice naomi said she needs to watch that because it was the first movie theater that she ever cried in watching that movie mm-hmm. um anyways uh what you doing obviously listen to that uh, like and subscribe both podcasts um also uh just not a plug of mine but may is cystic fibrosis awareness month so if you're feeling charitable mm-hmm. maybe donate to that cause um and then uh lastly uh i was on community building with the wonderful Josh Wiggler and Jess. Yes. Talking about interpretive dance. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Tearaway Pants. Uh, Will was in the chat live, uh, rooting me on. And Navi listened later. And we Mm -hmm. felt the support. Um, And then if you didn't hear enough about me talking about Troy's who have a secret love of musical theater, you might have heard that I was also on Robin Akiva Nita podcast 
episode 132 fans talking about High School Musical with the great Matt Ligori as well. And we we were all in this together. We had a great time. We got our heads in the game and we broke free on that podcast. So listen to that. <laughs> um yeah and if any of the I like Renap- that you, you were you were making a bunch of like subtle references to future high school musical songs and like nobody ever mentioned any of it was it in the yeah. mailbag or was it in the in the real thing because i think matt got me at some points but uh, if i was I'm, I'm sure i'm sure matt got him but yeah i i think it was in the real thing i was trying to like make it go over their heads i was like they're not going to get this but yeah um yeah, and if anyone, if anyone in the Renap subreddit wants to give me a li- my own little flair, I would love that. But also, I don't know. I never but go in there don't anyways. don't add him. Don't add me, yes. Like like Gabriella says, I really can't have people adding me. I really can't. Um, but yeah. And then pop culture-wise, um, almost 10 years too late, but I finished Breaking Bad for the first time. Uh, Yay! Great show. I finished that yesterday. Um, I was like watching it over the pandemic and then like I would binge a ton of episodes and then I just fall off because like, there's a lot of content and then, I really like, I really hate that you said almost 10 years because I remember watching the finale of Breaking Bad whenever same. I was a freshman in college. What? No you <laughs> You were a freshman in college in 2013? Mm-hmm. No you weren't. How old are you now? I'm I turned 26 on Sunday. Yeah, that does, that no cuz wait, 2013 I was like a sophomore I, in high I, school. Yeah, I graduated oh, high school freshman. in 2013. Well, it ended in 2013. Yeah. No, it ended in yeah in the fall. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was, I was fall like, of 2013. It's not, a, it's not a spring show. That's why. Yeah. I remember yeah, yeah. seeing like the last like few scenes. I, like I, my dad I have watched seen it. exactly one episode of Breaking Bad, and it's the finale. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Like it was just like a show that I would watch quite a bit, uh, like uh, at once, and then like take a few like months off. Like I would binge it all and. Uh, I remember the last time I took a break was I was binging it and I probably would have finished it if I didn't have to rewatch Survivor One World and then I just got derailed and like I was like okay now I gotta gotta finish this um so yeah that's my pop culture plug uh ten years too late but yeah anyways uh corn dog corn dog yummy 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 yummy, yummy. hashtag yummy, congratulations yummy. Nathan bye everyone hashtag, ha- hold on hashtag congratulations Nathan congratulations Nathan okay there uh-huh. we go. And t- tweet at him. And uh, Will, what do we have next week? Next week is uh, we're gonna have the our first repeat guest, the great Naomi Calhoun, will be yeah! back. Yeah. Uh, and the episode is "Crack That Whip" and the best lazy day ever. Yes. Um, and stay tuned to our Twitter. We'll we'll try to make announcement when we're recording because uh, this there's a potential that this episode is not as on time as our previous episodes. Um, anyways. Uh, corn dog, corn dog, yummy, yummy, yummy. Bye. Bye. I know you know what you're doing today. I know you know what you're doing. Isabella Buford, Phineas and Ferb, Candace gonna bust you if you.